Welcome, everybody in the world, to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call Planet Earth. Uh, I am Michael Dupree, and it is the holiday season, baby. Uh, September, December 9th is the day that this episode is coming out. Yeah, baby. It is so good. It's so good. It's been a good year. It's been a good decade so far. Man, I haven't reminisced much about the whole fact that the decade is over uh, at the end of this, which is crazy bones. Uh, what's your favorite thing about this decade, guys? We'll introduce you in a moment, but well, just to get a feel for your personality. Well, first of all, I have a question. Yeah. Have you done the 10-year photo challenge yet? I did. I did this cute little post on Facebook where I showed a picture of me and my current my, my now wife at prom. And then a picture of us at our wedding. Oh, it was very sweet. That's very cute. Sweet. My entire identity is tied to my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so I put one together and then I did not post it. I was like, mm, no, nobody needs to see that nobody change. Needs. Well, I could post an old, old picture of myself back when I had uh, copper blonde hair because I used to be a scene kid and dye my hair copper blonde. Uh, but I think that was from like 2007, so oh. I don't know if that counts for the challenge. Because in 2009, I had already I had learned the error of my ways. <laughs> that was my problem. My my hair was so blonde. In really? 2009. Yes, because I I didn't know if I just kept getting highlights every time I'd go get my hair done that I would be blonde <laughs> like, eventually. On yeah, and then I was just blonde for a couple of years, and I was like, that's interesting. I cannot picture you blonde. It happened like a, for like a while. Like a blonde, blonde, or like a like a blonde but almost kind of brown. It was, no, it was pretty blonde. Uh, really it was blonde. like a warm blonde. So warm blonde. yeah, like it, and it was highlights. So there was you know different, different variations throughout the hair. But mm. it, it, I, it was definitely blonde. Wow. I mean, for a couple of, like every year in high school for a couple of months, I was platinum blonde for a couple like a month and really? a half. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I can see that. <laughs> it, it was a look. I was here for it. Um, but yeah, I haven't done the ten year challenge yet because I'm afraid to look back. I'm like, I don't, I don't need the negativity. <laughs> who needs in my to life. look back? Just look forward. Exactly. You know? Who cares oh, yeah. who you were in 2009? Nobody. Not even no. your parents. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, nope, directors, writers, and more. Uh, <laughs> it's also the world's only mandatory podcast, so welcome back, everybody in the world. I mean, you kind of have a sculpture on, just sculpts. Do, wait, uh, do, well, what? Not, what? Little robots. Okay, not well. Yes, I did. I sold clay robots on Etsy for a short period of time. So you, you don't that? you don't you don't sculpt marble. No, you, it was all clay. Okay, yeah. but. But okay, but that's not something that you identify. It's like you said, give me the top five things about yourself that oh, wouldn't geez. be in it. That that wait, what? That what? The, the fact that it. you sculpted, you wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm a sculptor." Probably not. I mean, I would say, I I did a lot of like I did a lot of visual art stuff. Okay. So I went around all the all the mediums, as mm-hmm. it were. 
Hmm. And I got real into clay for a while. I, okay. See, so you paint and stuff too? I don't anymore, but I have okay. in the past, yes. That's the specific caveat. I need yes. somebody who only sculpts. Yes. I need sculptors only? I'm doing my sculptors very best only. to keep this bit alive, guys, okay? Yes. Please don't okay. sabotage okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people try to sabotage this bit in the past, and it hasn't worked for them, and it's not going to work for you now. All I mean, right? Blame Alex. <laughs> True. It, it was a valiant effort. It really was. But... I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to show I still got it. <laughs> Was that like uh, someone coming back in like Flavor of Love? Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> I just started watching Flavor of Love. First Did you? Time. What? Yeah, I. Oh, that's a, it's a real away. journey. It is. I still love the bitch who cooked a chicken in the microwave. Oh, she's my favorite. <laughs> what was her name? Hottie. Hottie. Hell yeah! Wait, how are you watching Flavor of Love? Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It is. Hulu is the best. Uh-huh. Disney knows what they're doing. Underrated. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so we are joined today by two fantastic podcasters. They are also members of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Uh, they host the show Detroit Strange, which explores strange and unusual the strange and unusual history of Detroit uh, all over a cocktail and some laughs. Please welcome Jessica Cooper and Alex Seriano. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> welcome. And, uh, Alex, you brought a cocktail for us to share over this podcast. Uh, what is this? I'm calling it a mango mojito. Mango mojito. Mango mojito? Mojito. No. A mimosa. 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 (laughs) This is the weirdest mojito I've ever had. It sure is. Uh, mango mimosa. I've already, this is my third mimosa today, so. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Should we try to clink? It's been a heavy brunch. Yeah, we can try to clink. Do you want to try to clink? It's fun. Yeah, that was a nice clink. Yeah. Delicious stuff. This is my first time ever drinking on the podcast or having any, I, I mean, I guess just water. <laughs> I don't really, I guess water or coffee is typically what I have. There's a first time for everything. Yeah. It's a Detroit Strange episode today. Uh, so let's start off. Why don't you go say who you are, where you're from, and so. Because, Alex, you said that Thanksgiving is your least favorite holiday. Oh, hell yeah. You hate Thanksgiving. I do. Uh, What's your opinion on... I don't remember what you said your opinion on Thanksgiving was, Um, Jessica. I mean, I think it's fine. I'm not for or against it. It's It's nice to see people. It's a good, like, B-minus holiday. Yeah, I mean, it's warm. Like, I mean, the weather's not warm, but it's It's cozy. cozy. Yeah, Yeah. so I don't mind that. I think it's weird, though, that it is, like... um, I, the Black Friday is that's what I'm not that's into. Yeah, Black part, Friday yeah. and like that shopping culture. That I love a bargain though. I do love a bargain. I mean, a bargain <laughs> is great, but not with like not at the expense of true. the humble yeah. the humble proletariat. Yeah, but just... that's what uh, e shopping's for. Yes, well, but that's I mean, Cyber it's still, Monday. It's still <laughs> no. I got an email from Google Store saying that Black Friday starts tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my God! Tomorrow, Which not exciting, even... I need a new tomorrow phone. is Sunday. Yeah, it sure is <laughs> the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, we're really breaking the fourth wall with, <laughs> with the, this episode's coming out ninth of December. I can December. barely remember back then. It's December 9th now. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you say who you are, where you're from, and what your favorite holiday is? Do you, are you? Uh, I'm going first. Okay. Go first. Um, first. Carbonation. So I am Jazz or Jessica. I don't really care. Uh, and. I am, well, I'm from Commerce, Michigan, originally. 
Um, the money-making capital of the world. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the downtown used to like consist of a used video store. Hell yeah. Uh, that has since closed. No. Yeah. Um, and my favorite holiday, well, I'm be a little cheesy because my favorite holiday I'm going to say is New Year's Eve just Ooh. because it's also my birthday. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm going to celebrate me and say that. <laughs> yeah. That must be e- very easy to remember how old you are then. Um, I mean, for myself or others? For yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's like, oh, I know... Oh, wait, but you're the 31st, not even the first. Correct, yeah. Oh, man. I missed the first by like eight and a half hours or something That's like that. Complicated. Mm-hmm. That is complicated. Do you, mm-hmm. get a, do you get a cake on your birthday? Or uh, how does that how does that work? People like, because a lot of people I would imagine are like, I got to go to this freaking person's birthday on New Year's. Well, I'm relieved, honestly. I love going to your house for your birthday. Yeah, last year was a lot of fun. Last year was actually the best birthday I've ever had, probably hands down. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I was just... Awesome people. Coincidentally, the first birthday I was at. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on yeah. your opinion of parties. Like, if you don't like the big New Year's thing, it's like, oh, I can't. I got a, I got a birthday party. I gotta go to and just actually go have fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it was great. We had like people playing games in run room, and then there was tons of food, and then there was people just like. There was a movie going. There was a movie. What like, movie yeah. Was it? Uh, probably. Oh, I, I like the, the one you play over and over again. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that movie from like wait like is that a, what it's called? like twenty no I'm sorry it's not that one it's two hundred cigarettes oh which okay. is also about New, New Year's Eve. Eve is that one movie that has like twenty eight celebrities in it like Holly yes. Berry and stuff and it was not good and it's not good no it was terrible that's yeah no two hundred cigarettes so it's like Paul Rudd um what's her face from the band Hole is in it uh, um Christina Ricci's in it so it still has like a lot of like random people um what's her name from the band Hole. I can't remember right well, I, now. I keep thinking Courtney Love, but that's... No, it is Courtney it Love. It is Courtney Love. Yes, it's Courtney uh, Love. It is Courtney Love. Courtney Love's, like, one of the main characters in it, which is super strange. That is strange. Um, and it's just got a whole slew of, like, other people. It's... it's God bless. I love it. I've never heard of that movie before. Watch it. Alex, what, what's your favorite... Ho- well, what, who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> and what's, what is your favorite holiday? So, I'm Alex. Uh, I grew up in Canton. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Halloween, hands down. The Chinese restaurant capital of the world. (laughs) Yeah, I, like, didn't realize it was named after the city in China until I was, like, 22. I'm like, oh. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) So is Lansing. Lansing's Chinese. Is it? Really? I didn't know any of this. I did not know that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the the city that used to be known as Canton in China is now Guangzhou, Uh which is, like, still a big city. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I knew, yeah, I knew the Canton. I didn't know Lansing, though. Yeah, uh, that's very strange. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I fell down some weird Wikipedia holes. Why do you? Why is that? I think it's because I work at a computer all day, and Wikipedia <laughs> is a site that's not blocked. No, why do you think Lansing? <laughs> oh, why is it that oh. Lansing? <laughs> why is it that Lansing is named after a a, a, a city in China? China, China. Um, <laughs> I think I can't remember what it said, but I I can't remember. But I think it's just kind of like. Because then la- we just recorded an episode about the Fisher Building and how, like, in the 20s, King Tut was this tomb was discovered. So we all of a sudden were like, oh, my God, ancient civilizations, what's that? So, like, I can imagine when Michigan was being founded, like, the Orient, what is that? So uh, I see. Okay. America just doesn't <laughs> understand things and starts to take names. That's Give my me guess. those names. Give me those Love names. to appropriate. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> so on, Paris, Texas. <laughs> Um, so one thing I really love about you guys' podcast is like, like that, like you just learn weird things about the place that you've lived your entire life and never knew about like 
like the Fisher Building. Like, oh, it's just the Fisher Building, and then you learn something about it, something creepy about it. You learn uh, what's it, the Penobscot Building or the Shelby Shelby Building? The guy like died, like covered in his, in like four feet of shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> Was that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was the Port Shelby Hotel, which is that now was... like, uh, what is it, Double Tree? Yeah, something. Yeah, That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you learn all these yeah. like, weird stories. Sponsored. But it feels yeah. like you're just kind of hanging out with you guys. Like, it's a great podcast just like at the gym and you just feel like you're just like enjoying a cocktail and like, it's just fun. Um, Thank so you. you're welcome. That's definitely the vibe <laughs> we go for. It is a very, it's a very good relaxing vibe. Uh, and so what's it like, uh, how did, first of all, how did you guys meet? Because uh, you seem like you've been friends for a while. Actually, just over a year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that actually really surprises me. Yes. We met because he was a writer on a sketch show, mm-hmm. and I auditioned, and they cast me. Yeah. And that's how we met. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There was yeah. like um. Was there an instant spark? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, like, it was pretty fast friends. Yeah. Yeah, like um, like the two of us, and then there's also Patty and Jess F. Yeah. Kind of like the four the, of us, our the, squad the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is a good crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a solid crew. Yeah. Um, so what kind of, how did you guys uh, get started with, because you, you came together, I think all of you guys, that whole crew came together through theater and comedy mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. How did you individually get interested in, in this field, this wacky field that we all enjoy? Um, well, I always liked it as a kid, mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, I was an art teacher for a very long time, and I'd moved out to L.A. because there was no teaching jobs here. And while I was there, I just became kind of, like, ingrained with watching, like, a lot of comedy and things like that. And I had signed up for an improv class. I went In to LA? Yeah, I went to UCB for two classes. Uh, my teacher was actually from Parks and Rec. He was, like, the yelling guy at, like, their town hall meetings. I feel like I know who you're talking about. He's, like, a... Mel Cohen is his name. Mel Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... But then I had to stop it because I got a new job that didn't allow me to go anymore. So I was, like, really, really bummed. And I moved back to Michigan not far after that. And I was like, you know what? I have unfinished business. I'm going to go yeah, back to business. some improv classes. Yeah. Uh, and you did. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> so I started doing that and doing more and exploring all the all the venues of the comedy. And you have – you've done a lot with improv and, and comedy here since since you've been back. Um, which we'll get into a little bit later, but with writing and, and sketch and your Dusty Bunny improv, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of cool stuff Aww. for people to check out. Thanks. Uh, and Alex, what about you? How'd you get interested in, in theater? It was something I always wanted to do in like high school and college, but like never made the time for because school and shit. But, um, then like my first year out of college, I was working in an arbor and like, it's a very stark, like, difference from, like, when you go from college where you have, like, friends and, like, everything and then, like, living alone in a city that you – I mean, I grew up next to Ann Arbor because I was in Canton, but, like, didn't have any friends. I just, like, was sitting in my apartment alone, like, I should do something. Yeah. I should do something. <laughs> and then Pointless opened up and I started taking classes at Pointless, oh, awesome. actually. And then um, – I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I started at Pointless and then I got my last job, which moved me to Ferndale, and then I started taking classes at Go – Never finished. I still say improv school dropout. <laughs> um, and then I started taking, I think uh, I started taking sketch here about two years ago mm-hmm. and went through that whole program. That's how I met Jess through the show. And then um, I started stand up this year too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I, I think I've seen your stand up now that I'm, yes, I did. Oh, it's good. It was He's so good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, I, 
I remember like being shocked, kind of surprised to see you up there, you know, because it didn't. I don't know. Well, because I had only just met you or just started talking to you, and like you didn't seem like someone who would do stand up for some reason. I don't know. You you seemed like some uh, somebody who. I mean, you kind of have a shy presence about you sometimes, uh, yeah. so it didn't seem like something that you'd be interested in. Uh, but then I was like, oh, my God, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> I was, he's a natural. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, and, yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, pointless is great. I, I, yeah, I haven't I taken any pointless. classes there or anything yet, but I've performed out. Th- there's so many opportunities to just, like, hey, I'm... I want to perform there. And, like, they just let you come out, and it's a great vibe. Yeah, yeah they always have great crowds. They really do. Like, they're a lot such of a supportive... They, they, a lot of times they have crowds of people who uh, aren't, uh, like, they don't know what improv is, really, mm-hmm. it seems. Like, you know, just like, oh, I want to go to that little improv theater down the road mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's always a good vibe. It's a, it's Yeah. It's great. I always love playing uh, in front of people who don't have a lot of history, uh, understanding of improv, because it's so easy to like just like get them to laugh. <laughs> oh, totally. It's, it's so yeah. low. It's so, you know, if you perform in front of just improvisers forever, it can start to be like, man, <laughs> like I'm so inadequate. It could be a mixed bag. Yeah. Just, like, as you're saying that, my first improv show was at Pointless, and my parents came. And it's the first, and like one of the few times they only seen me perform. And I just remember, like, one time after the show, and like, oh, what'd you think? And my mom was like, it looked like you were having fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, That's mom. why my parents have never seen me perform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Anyone get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, parents just don't understand. Parents mm-hmm. just don't understand. Uh, so what, what gave you guys the idea to start Detroit Strange? Uh, well, I was interested in doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and I was... Because you've uh, been an admin on the Planet Ant Podcast yes. Network since... Uh, not, not, exactly not the very the beginning, beginning, but pretty much. Yeah, pretty, pretty early. Uh, I got, uh, Leslie pulled me in to it, which mm-hmm. was great. And I would, I love podcasts. I do listen to podcasts a lot of the time and I have been for a while. So I was like, I want to do a podcast. And then I started thinking about the stuff that in the podcast that I listen to and I do listen to like a lot of true crime paranormal Always fun. or more like, like I like informative ones, but I, w- I like ones with a kind of relaxed style, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, not the ones that are like, and he killed her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just like, and in 1867, this was happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the monotone ones. Mm-mm. Yeah. And so then I, I kind of developed an idea for one, and then we were at brunch actually. Yeah. And I was just like, that hey, brunch. Hey, you wanna, uh, do you wanna host a podcast with me? Yeah, I remember it was like very much how I feel like Family Guy portrayed the creation of Rishi's. You were like, <laughs> you're like, I have an idea for a podcast, but not a co-host. And like, I want to do a podcast, but I don't have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was a match made in heaven. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys, basically on the show, you'll pick what, it seems like you guys kind of go on back and forth. Like you, one mm-hmm. one week you'll start and then uh, Alex, you'll kind of present the topic um and so basically you just kind of find some weird piece of history from Detroit and uh just kind of present it to the other person and go and and tell the story all over a cocktail and 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 other and going off on tangents and stuff like that and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So how do you kind of do how do you research and like find a topic that you think would be interesting enough for well, the show? We do have a list, but we don't always go off the list. Sometimes no. it's just going down like an internet rabbit hole. Mhm. Of just finding something random or somebody has said something random to us. Yeah. Like, just random comments we'll get from people or, like, 
Um, yeah, just kind of anywhere and everywhere. I feel like sometimes I'll be in a Wikipedia hole and just somehow tie it back to Detroit. Yeah. Or just, it's just a lot of Googling or just like a lot of the ones, like I'm super interested in architecture. So I feel like a lot of my episodes tend to be about buildings and architecture. Mm-hmm. So I'll just pick my favorite building in Detroit and see what its story is and see if it's an interesting enough one. Mm-hmm. I, w- I like how, uh, you know, the kind of tone of them can shift because sometimes they'll go from like creepy, like ooh, supernatural to like uh, just kind of gross, <laughs> like, like we yeah. talked about with the Shelby yeah. Hotel guy, uh, to just like, oh, this is interesting, like the better made one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't creepy. It wasn't like, uh, you know, it didn't really have very many like, uh, you know, sp- ooky spooky elements. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just like, I did not know that about, about the, this chip that I eat all the time. You know? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I like about it. It's just kind of like, there's no like really rhyme or reason other than Detroit. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of gives us a lot to work with. Yeah, we left it kind of broad on purpose. Yeah. Like it's basically anything we find interesting that we hope other people find interesting too. And it gives us a lot of variety, which is yeah. fun. <laughs> Do you ever feel like uh, you, you guys are 20, uh, 20 episodes in now? Is that how? Yeah, we just recorded 20. 20. Yeah, okay. we just recorded 21. Uh, so, 21. Yeah, we yeah, just recorded Probably 21. have a couple more out by the time this episode's released, mm-hmm. but... Uh, do you, you don't, do you feel like the well is like even close to getting dry at all? Or is there just a super big wealth of, of stuff to pull from Detroit? I think there's a lot. Cause like I said, we do have a list that we've barely touched. Yeah. That's pretty decently long. Um, yeah, it's like over a page for mm-hmm. a document. There's so just much like crazy stuff that goes on, and there's mm-hmm. such a rich history. Well, yeah. and some of them we can't do in like one episode. Like I did one Belle Isle episode, but that just yeah. touched on Belle Isle. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many other parts yeah, and aspects. You didn't even to... talk about like the aquarium or the conservatory or like, you can, like or the, um... there's so much. Like it's such a small aisle, but like there's so much there. There's it's, yeah, it's there. crazy how small setting. it is, and yeah. like how how like. Bridge of a history it has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, and that's not even the only aisle in Detroit. No. <laughs> no. So many other aisles. Yeah. Like I just learned about, well, that one's Canadian, but the, what is it, Presque Isle or whatever? I have no idea. There's another one over there. I just, in a glance, saw it, oh, so aisles. I don't know anything about it yet. Um, and Zug Island. I'm still curious about yeah. Zug Island. Zug There's yeah. something shady happening It creeps there. me out. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, uh, like, a, <laughs> like a sci-fi horror. It place. does. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Okay, uh, I, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, and in, in but have you heard of like the trumpets that come from the sky? Uh, that it's like a phenomenon that's happened around the world. Um, no. no, you haven't heard of this. No. Oh man! Ooh. Ooh, tell us. Oh, and you guys are gonna love this. Uh, so, for a couple years, uh, but particularly, I felt like it was in like 2015 or something like that. Uh, people were reporting this phenomenon of this like. Just like all over the freaking world, uh, and they and particularly there was it happening in Detroit, uh, and I lived in Woodbridge at the time, uh, and it was like eleven p.m. at night, and I was like just getting home, and I just heard this like in like like trumpet, like the loudest trumpet you ever heard in the world, like you know, four horsemen type, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit. Uh, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I thought, you know, it could have been a freighter or something like that, but mm-hmm. it was, it went on for hours, like Whoa. F- until like, I, until I went to bed, like after three in the morning, you know? Uh, and I like looked it up and there were people reporting all over the world, like that they were hearing these weird trumpets, like Japan, <laughs> like England and stuff like that. Um, 
and no one really people have theories that it's like a low frequency thing from like cell phones or mm-hmm. something like that or I don't know but like it's very creepy I don't I, I and I would think it was bullshit if I didn't hear it myself yeah <laughs> like yeah. these weird rhythmic trumpeting that's so weird the closest uh, thing I've heard to that is um sometimes in Canada they'll hear something kind of similar to that but people think it's the salt mines it could oh. be like the mining down there, but then I. But heard, if it's worldwide, that doesn't. So there, I was reading. People were thinking it was like that harp, like you know, weather control machine. You know, people were saying because oh. like, I was in Alaska, or people say it was in Alaska, and uh, you know, people call uh, harp is an actual thing, but people say it's a weather control machine, um, and people were saying because you know, there's like what i don't know what it is there's like, there's like very deep mines like beneath detroit mm-hmm. they're like yeah. huge expansive caverns you know mm-hmm. uh, and people are saying that they're like building a, a weather control machine down there and that's a, yeah i don't know so but there's a lot of conspiracy and uh, i think that's something you guys could sink your teeth into yeah uh, it's yeah. very fun stuff i'm adding it to the list like, put it on that list <laughs> uh uh so uh what are some of your guys's favorite stories that you've done from the show uh, some of the most, like, things that, like, even if, like, something that Alex brought and you were just, like, super surprised or vice versa, you know, like, oh, man, that's something very interesting I've mm-hmm. never heard of before. I'd have to say, uh, like I said, I really like the architecture episode because I really like architecture. Yeah. But I think um, the favorite episode I've done, just because it's a very different thing for me, was the Urban Legends one I did in October uh, about Knock Knock Road and then mm-hmm. the Make Out Point one. Mm, I, I, don't, I don't think I listened to that one. Uh, it was one of our creepier episodes, I feel like, just because it did have some real news tie-ins, but... Well, it had actual true crime connected, yeah, it had yeah to true it. Crime, yeah. yeah. Um, just because, like, I, that's usually not my bag, so yeah. I I liked it because it was a little bit different for me, and it was just, it was very ooky spooky. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So what, what's the deal with uh, Knock Knock Road and, and uh, uh, Make Out Point? So, Knock Knock Road, I can't remember, I think it's Strasbourg Street. It's some German-sounding street that sounds in right. Detroit. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but basically, there's an urban legend where if you're driving down the street at night and you stop at a stop sign, you'll, like, hear tapping on your window. And if you look over, there's just, like, this ragged-looking little girl just staring into your soul. <laughs> you know, the norm. Yeah. yeah. As you do. <laughs> and just kind of, like... People will say they'll see her in re- her real like the rearview mirror and just kind of like whatever. And the legend has it is that in like the 30s or 40s, uh, a girl was walking home from school and got hit by a car, and so it's her ghost looking for the driver who killed her. Oh, well, which is wasn't super me. sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also the knock the makeout point one was actually in Gross Eel, but um, there was. This story that uh, some guy took this girl out there to, you know, try and get get some, and she was like, hell no. And instead of just being like, okay, fine, whatever, he pushed her out of the car, slammed the door, and drove away. Mm-hmm. But her hair, her dress got caught in the door, and she got dragged to death behind the car. Oh, boy. Nice. Yeah. And so now when people are driving down that road, they'll hear, like, the thump, the thump. Like, just, like, sounds like you're dragging a body behind your car. And there's nothing there. Wait, so those stories you said they were rooted in actual news, so like those things actually happened. Like yeah. the the child got hit. By yeah, the the, the makeup point one was real sad because like it and like the news story was um it was a babysitter and the father of the children she was babysitting for. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, and so 
Yeah, it's definitely a downer, but it's... Um, I mean, that stuff happens, story. and I think it, we're not going to, like, celebrate that, but people's stories deserve to be, yeah. to be yeah. known because... It sucks. It's always interesting the kind of weird urban legends that people come up with like around those yeah. kind of events too. Especially when you can actually tie back to where the legend came from. Right. Yeah. And there yeah. is a root to every one of them. Yeah. So. It's always interesting like when instead of like it's just being made up. It's like mm-hmm. actually uh, based on a based on a true story like Fargo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so do you have any. Uh, oh wait. What about you Jess? Is there any like particular ones that, uh, that were some of your favorites? Um, have been so far? Yeah. Well, well, as far as like, uh, I'm gonna say some of Alex's. I'm gonna say three if that's okay. Um, some of Alex's mm-hmm. ones. I really like the Alhambra apartment ones. Yes, uh, I did like that one too. That yeah. was almost my top. But. Yeah, it was about a lady who like poisoned people with biscuits. Then I brought biscuits and then, for the episode. Yeah, oh, he had me eating biscuits the whole time, and did you then not tell me. Okay. No, I yeah. was like, oh, I brought a snack in today. I made biscuits, and I was like, oh, Alex loves to bake. That's why. <laughs> and then you told her, yeah, thematic. she poisoned. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> but that one was good. Also, I had no idea why that building was creepy. I just knew it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and actually, I really liked the Lay's potato chip one too because I mm-hmm. thought it was a very better made. Er, better made. Oh, I mean, Lay's I said was, it wrong. Lay's yeah. did make a cameo in that one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I meant better made. Um, because actually, the other day I was at the store and I saw the the rainbow chips, which you mentioned in it. Yeah, I had no idea what it was until I read the book by Karen D. Oh, and Karen we love D. Karen D. Um, and as for mine, uh. I think it was an early one, just because I got really into it, was the Detroit occult murders. Mm. Those were fascinating. Yeah. There was just, like, a lot of stuff to that story, and I had heard the term but had no idea what it was. And, I, like I said, I do kind of get into the true crime. Um, and it was an, it's an open case to this day, and it happened so long ago. Uh, and it involved, like, just a lot of just weird twists and turns. There's something unsettling about open cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. Uh yeah. It's it leaves you thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are there any uh, th- are there any stories or anything that you have that uh, maybe weren't long enough for like a full episode, but just like little tidbits that you found interesting along the way? Um, there's one that I'm trying to find more information on that I think is really interesting. What's that? Uh, it's about a cult uh, that is over on the riverfront. It's all dudes. Like currently? Yeah. They have oh. a specific. I went on a Detroit history tour and it was talked about, and so I'm trying. But there's like almost no information online about it. Oh, <clears throat> pardon. Um, and the tour guide has actually like staked it out and stuff, and like they have a special dinner, like on I think it's like Wednesdays or the first Wednesday or something like that every month, and it's all dudes. I think only men are allowed on the premises, which is weird. It's always like 96 members or something very specific like that. Oh, wow. I, this is off the top of my head, so I might be getting some of this incredibly wrong. But it has like some re- pretty prominent people, like presidents and things like that. Like that are presidents of the United States? Yes. Really? Yes. They have at least been invited to dinner there, even if they are not part of the organization, generally speaking. And it's like um, the way that the house is built, you can't really see on the property from across the street. Mm. And you can't see on the property from like even the houses next door because the the way that the fence around it and such is built it's not it's not just a fancy dinner party i mean who knows but that's <laughs> the interesting thing i think it's called uh y- y- yodantega that sounds like swedish i i do not know the origin of that word and i might be saying it incredibly yodantega. wrong 
but I'm Very intrigued by it and could be want spooky. to know more about it. Could it be the bourgeoisie getting together and plotting our demise? Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what about you? Any any like little any tidbits? Uh, any like uh, small ones that might not have fit a full episode or. Zug Island is one that like fascinates me, but like there's not a ton out there about it, so that's one. It just got a creepy vibe. <laughs> Definitely, it just like I like it was actually part of the first episode because we talked about um, that neighborhood. That's mm-hmm. the name is Delray. Delray, there yeah. we go. Because um, like that neighborhood like was close to Zug Island, and kind of that's part of the reason why that neighborhood isn't as populated is now because like island and the pollution and stuff yeah i cannot imagine living next to that place no <laughs> so i think that's really my main one that um i'd like to do but i can't find enough about very nice very nice uh so let's uh shift gear well let's talk about uh jimmy hoffa a little bit um because <laughs> you <laughs> you there's a lot of jimmy hoffa is very popping these days uh I, oh, yeah. the irishman is mm-hmm. coming out or it's in theaters and it's coming out on netflix it'll be out at the time of the release of this episode um and your the sketch show that you uh wrote both sketches for um is uh called digging for hoffa mm-hmm. um and uh you also did an episode on jimmy hoffa i did uh i for the sketch show uh there was a possible song that didn't happen in it, but I did some research for that song. And so I figured, you know, might as well do an episode out of this too. But also, I mean, you you grow up in the Metro Detroit area. You're going to hear the name Jimmy Hoffa. You're yeah. going to know that he disappeared because... For those who people who don't know, who who is who was Jimmy Hoffa? So he was basically like the head of the Teamsters. And so he had some mob ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went to jail a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he was actually not really fired, but he was told by I think it was President Nixon that he could no longer be in charge of the uh, the Teamsters, and but got a ton of money as like a severance pay for that situation, and he was trying really really hard to get back into it, even though he wasn't allowed to, mm-hmm. and it was not making some of the other, not even Teamsters, but like associates around mm-hmm. very happy. And he went to meet some of them for, like, a peace meeting and disappeared. What happened to Jimmy Hoffa? Who knows? Do you have a theory? Um, I mean, I think, yeah. I think he's definitely, obviously, was killed. Yeah. Uh, I, there's this one house. I think it was, like, Ed or Sheer. She, I almost said Ed, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. <laughs> I'm in love. Ed Sheeran <laughs> killed you. Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa, you're dead. <laughs> Um, but no, there was another guy with the last name Sharon and a camera, Frank, maybe. And I think they had like gone to his house or something like that. Uh, there's records of people saying that he was then shot and then he was in some way transported somewhere. He was possibly put into a shallow grave only to be dug up soon after, put into a 50 gallon drum of some sort. And then I think he was probably burned or something like that mm-hmm. just cause there was very little remnants. And at the time, the mob owned like a fat rendering plant, and they also owned some other thing that had some sort of crematorium in it. Uh, they had like a lot of access to burning, burning things. And my mom's theory is that he was buried under ninety six <laughs> because oh. they they were building ninety six at the time. Uh, I think, yeah, and she said that that's what she thinks is, or she they were building a portion of it at the time. She thinks that 
They threw them under there and threw concrete over them and wiped their hands. I mean, that's super possible. <laughs> it's interesting because he he's came up in multiple episodes. I remember when I was talking about the Leland, there's two like weird depressions in the basement bar that like people are like, that's what they dug for Hoffa. Mm-hmm. Well, and they've dug for Hoffa, I don't even know how many rewear. times, but yeah. I remember they dug near where I grew up once, and it was like all exciting. <laughs> they, they thought they were actually going to find him? Yeah, it was like this horse farm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> so what is this, uh, the show Digging for Hoffa, that you that you and other sketch writers have put together? Well, it is a variety of sketches. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're all over the place. So, because, yes. uh, you know, try to make a lot of variety in it. Uh, there's going to be a little something for everyone. Very nice. Unfortunately, if you haven't seen it by the time of the release of this episode, you won't have the chance to. Unless it's it comes back. done. Yeah. But, <laughs> so how, how was your experience with, uh, with writing it, though? Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I really like writing. Mm-hmm. I plan to keep on trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to learn more about it. Um, it was a really good program too. Do you prefer writing or performing? Do you think? I think that's a hard question. Depends on the time of year, your it mood, does. where the stars are. Yeah, <laughs> like I really, I I like writing a lot, but then like if I don't perform for a while, I kind of get yeah. like oh, I'm the same way. I need to. I, I think I like really like writing a lot, but I also like writing for myself to perform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where it's really mm-hmm. at. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that. <laughs> Speaking of which, my show, which doesn't have a name yet at the time of this, with Lauren, my sister, is opening on January 3rd. Woo! Go check it out. (laughs) Uh, So in addition to uh, writing uh, uh, sketches in that show, uh, you also, and you and your improv troupe, Dusty Bunny, Mm -hmm. uh, perform every... the second Wednesday of every month. Now it's the third Wednesday. Third Wednesday? We've changed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Deluxe Flux. Yes. Uh, it, well, you don't just perform, but you put together a whole show, mm-hmm. uh, like a variety show. Yeah, we try uh, to keep it very varietal. Uh, so tell me about how that that whole process got started. Um, one of my Leslie, who's on Dusty Bunny, knew uh, people at Deluxe Flux, mm-hmm. and she and I had actually been going around to different bars trying to start some sort of improv night, like in uh, in Detroit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's not really much in the actual like city yeah. of Detroit. There's no. stuff very close, obviously. Like right. Cam Tramick yeah. has Ham a lot Tramick. of stuff. Um, exactly. But there wasn't too much there. And we were just, I don't know. And then that kind of got put on hold. And then she knew people at Ducks Flux. They were looking for just something to have on, you know, at that time, second Wednesdays. And it kind of came together. And we decided to make it more of like a variety thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dusty Bunny always performs in it. We usually have some stand-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had burlesque. We've had um, like a lounge singer character. <laughs> uh, we're trying to find a magician. If anybody knows magician, magician, yeah, because that would be a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and we, yeah, just like anything and everything. Other music other impact acts, groups, yeah. imp- music acts for sure. Mm. Um, you know, we can't have anything too equipment heavy is our only, you know, caveat because we want really quick transitions in between yeah. things. Uh, but it's, it's neat and yeah. it's cool because, um, and you've been doing that fun. for pretty much this whole year, right? Yeah. I think it started in April. I believe April was our first show. Um, and actually it was also a send off to one of our dusty bunnies, Esther Neveras, who mm-hmm. moved to LA, but she's coming back for the December show. Uh, along with Jeff Horst, will will be in it, very nice. and we're very excited about it. We're well, gonna we'll do think. like a little kind of you know holiday show. 
Very nice. Case and I think I performed in that first that 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 show. Was it oh, with Alex knows it all? It was. I think it was that one. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. That's such a fun. Yeah, act we'd too. love to have you back. Yeah, I would be happy to be back. It's very. It's such a cool. Uh, that's such a cool place in general. Like mm-hmm. the deluxe block. It's, a, it's such. It's like a glow in the dark. Like. Yeah, it's really interesting to do improv there too because it's definitely like not your average improv no. place. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of I don't know makes you like have to be a little bit more versatile. Yeah. As far as what you're doing because it's not there's you know you don't have your two chairs yeah and (laughs) like the chairs they need the chairs yeah and the stage is like raised and has like the the feedback monitors or whatever in front of you and stuff like that so it's like a very unique kind of space to perform in that way very nice yeah uh, so as part of your guys' show, Detroit Strange, uh, at the end of the show, you always do two truths, one lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not, we're not quite at the end of the show yet. We still have another guest joining us, but, Ooh. uh, I wanted to play a real quick game of it with you guys. Uh, so here, so I'm about to, I'm going to give you three options, uh, three sentences about myself, uh, and two of them will be true. One of them will be a lie. All right. So here's the first one. I want to poop my pants on a road trip. Okay. Uh, I once pooped my pants and cleaned it up in a Dunkin' Donuts bathroom. Or, well, it was Dunkin' Donuts at the time. Uh, I once pooped my pants before class in sixth grade and cleaned it in the nurse's room, but didn't throw out the underwear, so I had sneaky poo underwear for the rest of the day. Hmm. Which one's the lie? Hmm. This is a tough one. Poo in a road trip, poo and clean it up in Dunkin' Donuts, or poo... Uh, and before sixth grade and had poopy, stinky, poopy underwear for the whole school day. I have my guess. Go for it. I think it's the first one. You think the road trip? Yeah. In between the road trip and Dunkin' Donuts. Only because we talked about Dunkin' Donuts. I I think the road trip, too. You know what? I'll be different. I'll say Dunkin' Donuts, so that way we're, we're having Better difference. odds, better odds. Yeah. They're all true. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious. Did you write the road trip sketch? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I, I did. I have pooped my pants. Those are my three most prominent poop <laughs> pants stories that I just wanted to share them with you guys. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's against the spirit of the game, but whatever. Uh, so you guys have an upcoming uh, live show this, what is it, this Thursday? December. Oh, yeah. Uh, Friday, yeah. December 20th. Friday, December yes. 13th. I don't know. It's December twenty something. It's the no, 13th. that's a very different. Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So we got Friday the thirteenth. It's actually, uh, it's gonna be at the Film Lab in Hamtramck. Mm. And we're super Where's, what is that? What's the Film Lab? It's new. It's a micro cinema. Uh, it, it's got a bar right now. They're they're showing movies within the bar. They're also still raising funds to open two additional spaces. Uh, that they're renovating, and they're they're going to be full size theaters. And, oh, awesome! Yeah, their whole thing is they're going to show movies that you're not going to see anywhere else. Um, like Christmas Vacation. Yes. Yeah. But no. <laughs> uh, most of their films are um, from different parts of the world, mm-hmm. so they're not going to have like a lot of American or anything like that. They, you know, I don't I don't know what their programming is going to be like in the future. But it's again going to be stuff that people can't really see anywhere else. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's why I always I love Detroit. Um, the Detroit Cinema is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Detroit Cinema. Or Cinema Detroit. Cin- yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Like I've seen, I've seen like stuff that you would you you can't get anywhere else, but stuff that's like people would consider like some of the best movies of the year. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I saw that uh, Fantastic Woman. Um, movie. Oh, uh, I wanted to see it. Yeah. So bad. good. It was so good. And it's like, you can't, where are you going to see it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, they had a plane there and just a bunch of great indie 
films yeah. going yeah. on there. We're also excited because we're going to be uh, interviewing people who worked on the movie It Follows. Mm. And then we're going to actually follow with a screening of It Follows. And then there'll be a audience Q&A afterwards. That's awesome. Didn't yeah. they just make a new movie? The Possibly. Movie? What was that? They, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, it followed. It followed. <laughs> it follows again. Uh, what? It bunted. It sorry. It done bid done followed. Now that's, that's gonna bother it. me. That's where I recognize that main character from. The main character from It Follows. Uh, she was in. You guys see Greta this year with uh Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Was it? It wasn't Julie. Not her name. Uh, that's not Julie Benoche. It's um. Um. I don't remember, I can't remember her name. Uh, but yeah, she uh. Uh, the the her best friend in it was the main character in it follows. Oh okay, and I totally forgot about that. Uh, oh, under the Silver Lake, that's what he did. Um, oh, I've heard of that. That yeah, that came out. Well, it says it came out last year, but mm, I'm pretty sure it came out this year. Like maybe it was like it debuted at a festival. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a wild one. Uh, I th- I think that might be something you guys would actually like. It's very like conspiracy and like strange and it's like very pulpy like noir kind mm-hmm. of style. Uh, it's very cool. I recommend checking that out. Uh, but also go check out Detroit Strange live this uh, Friday. Uh, <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy the show. Go subscribe to them. Uh, and also subscribe to other Planet Night Podcast shows uh, like Sandwich Talk and uh, Homerphilia. Even though Homerphilia, I don't think they're technically on the network, but they're friends anyway. Go listen to them. They, they watch Simpsons. It's great. <laughs> uh, so we are going to play a sketch for our show. I almost, you're not supposed to call them that. Oh. <laughs> it's a skit. It's a skit. No. no. Uh, we are going to show you guys a little behind-the-scenes look at uh, you, everyone listens to audiobooks these days. You know, mm-hmm. you're driving to work, you're listening to audiobooks, enjoying it. Um, but what happens uh, when the person writing the reading the audiobook, uh, you know, it gets distracted? Uh, so here is a production of Halo Audiobooks, production of Moby Dick. You are listening to the Halo Audiobooks production of Moby Dick by Herman Melville, read by Broadway legend Robert Portfire. Chapter 1. Call me Ishmael. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me on shore, I thought I would sail about a little and see the watery part of the world. It is a way I have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation. Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul. Wow, that is really good. Uh, uh cut, Robert. Uh, just try to read the lines as is, okay? Of course, I, I apologize. It's just, wow, this is great stuff. Yep, Moby Dick is a great book. Let's just take it back to whenever I find myself growing grim. Uh, sure, sure. <clears throat> whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul, Whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, and especially whenever my hypos get such an upper hand of me that it requires a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats often, I account it high time to get to see as soon as I can. God, isn't it true? Cut. Robert, please refrain from commenting on the piece as you read. It's just so true. 
He gets so restless when he's not at sea doing what he loves. That's how I feel when I'm away from the stage, you know? You know, I won the Tony Award when I played Joe and all that jazz back in the day. I miss that. All righty, Robert. Let's just take it back to then I counted at high time. <clears throat> yeah, okay. <sighs> then, I account it high time to get to sea as soon as I can. This is my substitute for pistol and ball. With a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon his sword. I quietly take to the ship. Ugh, if only everyone were as dedicated to their craft. Cut! Damn it, Robert! <sighs> Sorry, let's just jump ahead a bit. We'll come back to this. Yes, uh, fantastic idea. Uh, where to? Let's just take it to the top of chapter three. Okay, I'm there. All right, let's go again. Cue the atmosphere for the chapter three in scene. Chapter three. Entering that gable-ended spouter in, you found yourself in a wide, low, straggling entry with old-fashioned wainscots, reminding one of the bulwarks of some condemned old craft. What are wainscots? Cut! It's not necessary, Robert. Please, can you just read the lines? Oh, wainscot. Noun, a facing or paneling, usually of wood, applied to the walls of a room. What? Robert, can we please reel it in? Oh, those things. You know, my mother has wainscot paneled walls. That is so interesting. Robert! Yes, yeah, so sorry, dear. Where were we? Are you going to actually read it this time, or are we going to have to get Patrick Stewart in here? No, no, no. No, I'll be a good boy. I'll read it. All right. Take it from, but what most puzzled and confounded you. All right. <clears throat> but what most puzzled and confounded you was a long, limber, porcious, black mass of something hovering in the center of the picture over three blue, dim, perpendicular lines floating in a nameless yeast. A boggy, soggy, squitchy picture, truly. Enough to drive a nervous man distracted. A boggy, soggy, squitchy picture enough to drive a nervous man distracted? Like my wife? Robert! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the tea, sis. Hot. Piping hot tea. Piping hot tea. <laughs> piping hot tea if you're nervous and all. Yeah. Uh, so joining us here today uh, is our good pal Edgar. Uh, we haven't had Edgar on the show. If you're if you've only ever listened to the podcast, um, you've never met Edgar before. Uh, but he was uh, in the first year of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour, uh, I believe, uh, when we were just a Wayne Radio Show, a wee little uh, radio show that ran for nine weeks and then went away for a, a couple of weeks for vacation and then came back for another nine weeks. That's how it was back in the day. But Edgar is a friend. He is a former manager of a Southern Baptist woman's choir. Welcome, Edgar. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you, Edgar. Uh, so we haven't talked in, at all in probably about like three or four years. Oh, yeah, le- le- I think at least four years. Yeah. Uh, how have you been? Uh, I've been, let's just say, miffed, you know, miffed, miffed. and irritated, uh-huh. uh, and a little parched. Parched. You thirsty? Yeah. I don't drink the water. You don't drink? Well, no. well, you did just drink the entire mango mimosa that Alex That's processed. You. Okay. Yeah. That's not quenching your thirst. Well, no, I mean, I'm my... My thirst is quenched now, but over oh. the course of these four years, just... I've been I've been pretty parched. 
Oh. Because the water. So, but uh, so can't but, drink the water. Okay, but why? Why has that been specifically since the last time we met? You've been, you've been uh, well, the last time we met, uh, I was able to get the brand of water that uh, that I particularly liked, and now it's that's been discontinued. What water was that? It was called God's Water. Mm. <laughs> oh, where do you get that? Uh, I used to get it from a, a truck stop uh, right outside of Dayton, Ohio. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I got hit by a tornado. So oh. the truck stop did. The, the truck stop and the truck carrying God's water. Oh, and that was the entire supply? All of it. <laughs> All of it. Did you take that as a sign? Uh, I don't take, I don't listen to signs. I don't follow signs. I've never did, never will. Never that's seen any signs? That's why I have, uh, usually I, I, I just use Google to tell me where to go and uh, I don't pay attention. Mm. I just crank a right right there. Don't need to hear anymore. Don't need to hear what where it's at. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, I, I forget now, are you an avid believer or, or avid believer in, in what in, cheese it's? Yes, in, I am. In God. Oh, in God. Yeah. I think that's a little bit personal, Michael. No, oh. I don't believe in God. You know, but yeah. you did used to be a manager of a Southern Baptist women's choir. Yes. I, well, it's a job. It was a job. It was a living. Um, I'm pretty good at managing, managing things. Uh-huh. Um, I started off managing a volunteer Boys Karate Club made them boys travel. A volunteer boys karate yeah. club. They, I, you didn't volunteer. It was you volunteered, or the the boys in the karate club were volunteers. I yeah. was hired by the by the 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 Baptist church that ran the club uh-huh. outside of the community center community center, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they had all the the boys would uh, volunteer for karate. I don't know, there was a lot of boys. There was like 70 boys. I had to cut it down to 69 at one point. Oh, great. Nice. One, one just had the, the feeblest shins that you would ever see. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite, coincidentally, a lot of my uh, sensei that I hired, a lot of his exercises were uh, shin and leg oriented. Oh. So, <laughs> so yeah. I think he did that it. purposely to cut that, that kid's dreams of being uh, the next Bruce Lee. Yeah, it short. didn't work out for him. Yeah. Whatever happened to that kid? Uh, I think that he ended up becoming Pete Buttigieg. Oh, so. <laughs> Buttigieg. <laughs> Buttigieg. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, that's the French. You uh, ever learned? Did you learn the the Mayor Pete dance? The Mayor Pete dance. Yeah, the ha ha ho for a living. <laughs> Is that the uh, the extra flouse? The minty floss dance? No, but I did learn how to floss recently. Me too. Really? I yeah. I teach a coworker how to floss recently. It was oh, the most difficult task of my professional career. It has taken me a long time to yeah. figure it's out. It's not same. an easy thing. No. It's definitely not easy to teach 69 boys how to floss because, no. boy, their parents didn't give them a... Give them, eh, you know, and do you honestly, know how to floss? Do I know how to floss? Yeah. Uh, I know how to floss every single thing that you could possibly floss in your in that you could think of. <laughs> that I can think of, at least. You okay, Edgar? Uh, yeah, I mean, as a, as a manager, you know, you, you have to learn a lot of skills and you got to teach people a lot of skills and, uh, you got to learn to manage your way around those things. Mm. So, uh, the, the lack the lapse in our communication, uh, I would attribute not, uh, as a lack of attempts on my half, on my behalf. Uh, what is it about, what, what is the reason that you haven't reached, uh, Answered any of my calls or my emails or texts or well, uh, mail. As you know, I was at the time I was the the manager for the number one rap star yeah, in the Raul world, Chavez. Raul Chavez, mm-hmm. and uh, he he uh, ended up going into uh, rec- 
is it reclusion uh, exile? Well, it's more like a political exile. Um, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, he uh, he ran for president. Yeah, uh, and then uh, he challenged the president quite successfully, the other presidential candidate, to a fight, mm-hmm. um, and that ended up being Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine yeah. and uh, Tim Kaine died. Yeah, and then Raúl Chavez said to, to, to go. I mean, you're not supposed to kill someone in a sanctioned match. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he didn't even. It was a boxing fight, and he just choked him to death. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was bloody. In fact, yeah. So uh, he's been on the run. He's been on the run. In Wait, fact, so what does that have to do with you? Well, I had to go switch my focus from from uh, rap to, to country, and uh, oh, so you're a country yeah. manager now. Yeah, I had to move to Nashville of all places. And not uh, a fan of Nashville. I'm not a Pretty much not a. You're gonna come to find me. I'm not a, fa- a fan of many places, uh, no, yeah. you know, except Paradise, Jamaica, yeah. Paradise Resort, Jamaica. Yeah, it's a pretty nice place. <laughs> How often do you go there? Almost every. Yeah, I try to take a month, a uh, quarterly vacation, and it's always to Paradise, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you ever think of going to a different resort, like maybe in Mexico or uh, where's Central that? America? You don't know where Mexico is? Never heard of it's it. It's our neighbors to the south. Oh. Are you? That's Texas. Oh, no, it's south of Texas. There's nothing south. There's nothing south of Texas. Let's keep going. You'll see. You find it. All right. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't follow signs, so I've never really, uh, never really cared. <laughs> yeah. So just look it up. You'll be fine. Are you, Are you managing anybody now? Uh yeah. Um, I'm right now. I'm managing uh the just the E Street Band. So not Bruce, <laughs> not Bruce. <laughs> You're yeah. not managing Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, You're no. managing his band. Yeah. How did you get him? How'd you get the away from Bruce? Yeah, uh, well, question. Bruce is on. Uh, uh, let's just say an extended vacation. Oh, All right. No. Okay. There, this is some. <laughs> this mean? is a little bit of drama. He's got a new E Street band. They're all robots, and they're all like drones of their their former selves. And then wait, the e like band. a like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> same terrifying. developer, same developer, and uh, Max Weinberg is the only one that's really alive still in that. Oh, band. So Max Weinberg. But so that. we got the drone Max Weinberg, and he's our drummer. So. Okay. Did did he take them from the Chuck E. Cheese? Because I heard they're getting rid of all the no, animatronics. No, it's, it's a it's a partnership between. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, who okay. still wants, very much wants to be in the animatronic animatronics game, but wait, uh, but why is not in the restaurant? Right? Yeah. Okay. okay so. Five Nights at Freddy's ruined it. Yeah, yeah, it really has. You can't have them in the restaurants yeah. anymore. And now with Bruce, they have they have you know basically the social the social service, you know, secret service rather, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know it's so there's nothing gonna wait. Why happen does Bruce to, have the secret service? That's his security uh, de- detail. Why does he, he get? Gets... I mean, he's sort of the secret president of the United States, Is you he? know, the shadow hand. You know? So wait, do you have a uh, a ro- uh, animatronic Bruce Springsteen for your E Street Band too? N- no. Uh, so you no. just have the band. They they it's like sort of like a dead in the company thing where Jerry Garcia died, so they hired John Mayer. In this situation, my E Street Band also hired John Mayer. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So, but does he sing John Mayer songs, or does he sing? Uh, he sings. Bruce Springsteen songs? He sings Bruce Springsteen songs in the style of uh, Millie Vanilli for some reason. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, baby, we were born to run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a job. You know, what are you gonna do? I gotta manage these guys. Yeah. So. So you don't seem like you enjoy it that much. I do. I mean, I like managing things, but you know, it's definitely not the 1986. Uh, you know, Savannah Baptist Boys Karate Club, so volunteer <laughs> yeah. boys. Or the Southern Baptist Women's Choir. And that, 
that had a lot of drama in it because yeah. I had too many tenors. Um, <laughs> you know, not enough altos. You had um, a lot of low-voiced women. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I lived in a we lived in a coal mine town, and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're breathing, you're breathing you had a that woman ash. that could either like sing low, really low or like really low. Uh, did you ask me if I like sweet and low? Because yes, I do. <laughs> you're not a Splenda guy. I mean, I'll I'll take Splenda if it's there, but uh, or if sweet and low's not there. All right, you think God, I've been trying to get the Splenda off of me. Right? Uh, I have a box is full of it. You're gonna keep asking me if I want your Splenda, and I, not would not that would not be Splenda. Great. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so what is other than the uh, volunteer uh, karate club? Uh, mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing? And Raul Chavez, what's your favorite thing you've ever managed? Uh, well, one time I uh, managed the offshore accounts of many billionaires. I have no idea how I ended up in that, but let's just say the two thousand eight mortgage crisis was a little bit of my fault. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You know what, though? That's brave of you to take that responsibility. Uh, if you, if the government and or anyone else came up to me, the media came up and said, were you to blame for the 2008 mortgage crisis? I would say, no, and who told you that? I told them to stay quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well. But th- now you're telling, saying it on a public podcast. Uh, I don't think anyone listens to this, so, I mean. I, uh, I don't know. It's a it's mandatory. It's a mandatory podcast. Yeah. Everybody listens to it. But then, you know, listen, you'll listen to podcasts and they'll just check out, you know, so you might not. I th- see, I thought the whole we point of an uh, a mandatory podcast. podcast, at least, you know, uh, I, I have a little voucher or a waiver to not listen to mandatory podcasts. Oh, well, you were one of the few people who won that. Yeah. Wow. So, what um, are the chances? Well, actually, you know, I being a part of that cabal of billionaires who hoarded their wealth away from, yeah. you know, the American taxpaying service, uh, you know, I got sort of a into the know of how you get vouchers for mandatory things, you mm-hmm. know, like mandatory saying the uh, Pledge of Allegiance at sports, yeah. you know, events. Can't, yeah, there's vouchers so you don't have to do that. I don't have yeah. to do that. Um, you know, that's why. Taxes, the, that's a good one. Yeah, taxes, I don't, I don't have to pay any of those. Yeah. But, uh, and then yeah, well, the voucher, the voucher for the Michael Dupree variety are not having to listen to it. Uh, that was kind of like a sweepstakes that we were trying to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And it kind of failed, but still, some of the vouchers are still out there, and we forgot to put like an expiration date on them. Mm-hmm. So there's like a good like 150 people. You out You gotta there. think about that fine print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot really to. Do, you know. And, so uh, I guess when I say, you know, welcome back everybody in the world except for those 150 people who got the voucher. And uh, a lot that they there was an implied listen. asterisk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to your... begin, I mean, if I thought the implied asterisk was anything, I would have put the expiration date on those vouchers. Uh. And to your credit, you've been doing a, a great uh, job. You know, uh, suiciding those uh, 150. Uh, what? Uh, well, let's just say there's <laughs> there used to be 150, and now there's down to like 10. Wait, well, I did not know about this. Wait, what? Oh wow, this could be on an episode of Detroit Strange. It's well, uh, I know Epstein was one of them. Epstein was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and so yeah, any anyone who got one of those vouchers, which and, that was me. <laughs> yes, I I am the one that killed Epstein. Wow, so many omissions on this yeah. episode. Well, well, you know. I mean, Are you really going to complain, Michael? Michael fancies himself some more, some sort of a, a cleaner for uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Back in the seventies, he was a mob cleaner. Well, I was just cleaning because I specifically didn't like that he wasn't listening to my show. Yeah. Right, that's totally fair. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know anything about these other ones. Oh yeah, yeah. We as the voucher club, the volunteer voucher club, <laughs> you guys are um, coordinated. 
Yeah, we, well, yeah, we're, we got a Facebook group, you know, messenger group, and, uh, yeah, they like to, uh, we've been, we've been, we would talk, there's 150 of us, and then all of a sudden we all started to disappear, and we hired a private investigator. Who's that? Piers Morgan. Oh, God. Oh, brother. <laughs> Do you trust him? Do I trust him? Of course. He's, uh, scrupulous. Uh, you guys didn't know Piers Morgan is my arch nemesis, <laughs> so... I think he's everyone's archer. Well, specifically, I, I mean, he's, he's a damn good private investigator. Is, I mean, he shook down the Sonola cartel for crying out the loud. The worst thing uh, that Pierce Morgan's ever done to me is I thought that I had booked Jerry Seinfeld on the show, and I interviewed him for a full hour, and at the end, he revealed that it was actually Pierce Morgan in a Jerry Seinfeld mask. He, he likes uh, to talk about that. Yeah, that's tricky. And he still does that Jerry Seinfeld impression. He's terrible at it. I gotta tell you. Yeah, I can't believe I fell for it. Yeah. Oh, well, when he comes and he says, "What's the deal with the airplane food?" You just believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. He was doing quite. He was doing it. He was doing that. Like, you know, what's the deal with the, you know? So how is Pierce Morgan doing these days? How he, is he doing? He's trying to figure out why you're killing all these people, and I'm, I'm sure you'll be hearing from him. I'm not. I'm sure you'll be hearing from him because he I says he's I'm got not. damning evidence. The only one I killed was Epstein. Who? Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were asking me for a Pepsi. <laughs> no, no, like, no, uh, I, I haven't been drinking pop lately. So. Well, that's good. Wait, so who are some of the others that passed away? Uh, well, um... Don't give me the names of the ones that are still alive, because I don't want to incriminate myself. Well, the whole thing is, we have this group, and it's kind of like an anonymous thing, where, you know, we don't really say your real name. Okay, but you but, did uh, say... Well, but, I mean, I guess you didn't say anything. You know, uh, Alan Rickman was one of them. Oh. You know, oh, brother. So. People are going to be up. The, the Harry Potter fans really feel really gypped that they haven't got a solo Snape movie. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be, yeah. That's unfortunate. You know, they, I would be really cool. I was thinking about this. It would be really cool if they did a Harry Potter Star Wars crossover movie. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like a uh, Batman vs. Superman, but like Harry Potter Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> you know, Harry, they, you know, Ray's fighting, fighting, uh, uh, Hermione, Kylo Ren. Oh. Well, no, she's fighting. Oh. She'd be fighting with, and, you know. She's like, you know, I, I need to, I need to beat Kylo Ren. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, and then the uh, uh, outcomes Harry Potter, and he goes, Spelliarmus. Yeah. And, and you know, and then uh, <laughs> and it would be so cool because all the kids who could get together, and you can manage a field trip around that kind of movie because there's so many kids and. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd see all their faces, and you just remind yourself of the time that you felt help, happy, and there was a time in your life that you there was a meaning. There wasn't this giant hole oh, where a Star Wars Harry Potter crossover oh, movie could fill. Oh, Edgar, Edgar. <laughs> it's just that I haven't really managed anything lately. Yeah, managing the East Street Bank. Oh, they're on hiatus. Oh no! Oh, poor Aww. Edgar. They're on hiatus. Well, Edgar, I hate to, I hate to like throw this at you when you're so emotional, but do you ever uh, get? Are you worried about your own safety now that 140 of your peers have have gone missing and well, been murdered? I would, I I would feel unsafe, but that's why I'm on the show today to, to set the the record straight with you. That uh, I don't give a damn about your show. I don't Whoa. give a damn about you. You can't take my life away from me. I'm gonna make sure this movie's made. <laughs> Sounds like the only way that you could stop yourself from getting killed is if you, I don't know, tore up the voucher right here on the show in front of me. You're telling me that I have to listen to your show, that I have to listen to your 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 podcast, and which I'm not is indescribable. That. I'm just saying, like, if it's if it makes you feel safer. All right, I'll tear it up. I'll tear it up right here. Give me, uh-huh. 
give me, give me it. <laughs> I gave it to you to, to look. Can we tear that up? <laughs> yeah. Shh. Shh. Shit. <gasps> That's one of the last vouchers. Yeah. All right. It's I good guess that you didn't laminate it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it says it says well, the one thing that's in fine print on it. It says please do not laminate this voucher. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you listened to that. Yeah. In- I mean, invalidated if laminated. Yeah, it's a, you know it's Michael trying to be eco friendly. You know, Man, he wants you think it would have been easier for whoever was committing these murders to for them to just take the voucher. See, that's the whole thing. Is I maybe maybe it maybe it isn't you, but someone who wants blood. Yeah, and. You know, it could it's the be lamination companies, really. It yeah. sounds like you hang out with could a lot be. of rich people, so it could just be related to the fact that someone just wants yeah. to give it. It could be the shadow hand. I have no idea, yeah. you know. So, well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Edgar. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I've had an experience, like a you know, a therapeutic experience, where you know, I kind of figure out where where things have gone wrong in my life, and mm-hmm. uh, I make new friends. And uh, do any of you have like a volunteer chess club that I can perhaps manage in the meantime before the East Street Band comes back together? You know, uh, you know, there's a church down the street that might. Oh, you should yeah. stop uh, there. Uh, it could be you know, chess. It could be water polo. I don't care what it is. You know, before we were on the before we started the podcast, we were talking about uh, potentially adding more admins to the Planet App Podcast Network, right? Could, oh yeah. yeah, I could manage. What is this? Uh, the Planet A- Podcast AM Network. radio. All right, of course uh, yeah. I can. Okay. I can manage that. Okay, uh, great. Well, thanks, Edgar. Thank you. Good it's be been. Well, I have. I have new purpose. Maybe that movie doesn't. Yeah, that movie does kind. Of, kind of weak doesn't it you yeah, know like yeah. harry potter comes in and he's like what's that big shiny rod thing in your hand and <laughs> and uh chewbacca says that's a lightsaber you dummy alex and Je- <laughs> and uh jess where can people find more from you you can find us on our social media is at detroit strange at instagram and twitter and detroit strange at facebook or email us at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Ooh, if you got any spooky or interesting Detroit stories. Send yes. Them over. If you yes, have any please. questions for our live show, for it follows, please email us. We're going to be doing asking questions. And we'd love to see face your faces with our faces. Very yes. Nice. Go see Detroit Strange live this Friday, December 13th. Friday the 13th at Film Lab. Lab. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Not Ferndale, Hamtramck. Yes. Is it Hamtramck? Yep. Oh. The film lamp. Why did I Ham think Tramic. it was Ferndale? Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. We will be back next week with the Plackies. Bye. The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.